Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. For by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Hebrews 11.3 and Colossians 1.16. Hey, welcome back to The Spiritual Matters. I am Ben Ruel, and this is my lovely, gorgeous, beautiful, anointed, smart wife. Hi, I'm TC. Amen, amen. It's a, uh, we, we have a, a pretty, I don't know if to call it fun, but it's, it's certainly a, an excited, uh, exciting um, episode Topic. today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, Hey, but before we get into that... Why don't we uh, let people know what our shirt means? Oh, that's I don't know good. if they can see mine. But. Uh, that's a good idea. Well, the, uh, the shirt says uh, Olive Tall. You know, people, it, it's, it's spelled T-A-V. Some people pronounce it Tav, but in the Hebrew it's Tall. And it, it means, um, you know, my strength comes from my covenant with Christ. That's what's on our shirt. But it's regarding the um, Olive Tall, I'm going to start from the beginning and go to the end. Because literally, that's what it means. Aleph means the beginning. It's the beginning of the Hebrew alphabet. And tall is the ending of the Hebrew alphabet. So even if we think about it in terms of uh, what Jesus said in the book of Revelation, Jesus said Jesus was a Hebrew, and it was translated into Greek. So Jesus actually said, I am the Aleph Tav. I am the Aleph Tav. I am the Aleph and the Ta, which, he, of course, he said, I am the Alpha, Alpha and Omega. Omega. Mm -hmm. Then he said, it, he said it more than once. He said, I am the Aleph and the Ta. I am the Aleph and the Ta. I am the Aleph and the Ta. And what he's saying is, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That's what it means. And so, uh, but when you go a little deeper into the ancient Hebrew pictograph, the Aleph is in the form of an ox. And that, what that ox means, through the translation of ancient Hebrew, it means leader. It means strength, you know. Um, and then even when we talk about the horns of the altar, you know, the, uh, the ox is big and strong, and he has the horns. So it's really dealing with our covenant with him. And then the, the ta, or some people pronounce it tav, the ta, it's, if you look at, the uh, again, the Hebrew pictograph, is in the it's, it's the symbol is two poles together like this, and the meaning is translated as tent or meeting or dwelling or tent of meeting, and we of course we see that in the um, Old Testament, but it also is in the shape of a cross. So, the revelation of it is that the beginning and the end, the Lord, the God, the the, the Almighty One. Will be will will be crucified on that cross, and then because of that, we'll have a place of meeting. The cross is a place of us meeting and coming to Christ. So uh, I just Amen. Thought, yeah, I love these shirts because that's it's just it's so much to it. It's so it's so so much depth to it, but it really represents Jesus. 
I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you know, I am he who was and is. No, I was he who is alive and is dead and live forevermore. And he who was and is and is to come, the Almighty. So this Olive Tar means that really we in covenant with the Almighty. Amen. 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 So uh, let's see here. So we're getting into what topic today? We're getting into the topic of angels. Mm. So why are we talking about angels today? It's a good topic. Not a lot of people talk about it or, you know, if they do, it's it's kind of like more on the new agey side right. as far as spirit guides and stuff. And we are not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're going to make uh, that right. very extremely plain. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I believe the Lord put this, you know, in our hearts to talk about the angels is because, see, most, most believers, we think we're outnumbered. We think that the devil got some type of advantage. Here's how. Because if you look in the book of uh, Genesis, Satan was a serpent. He manifests as a serpent. But you go all the way to the book of Revelation, now he manifests as a dragon. And that's what that's what he does. He puffs himself up. It's like when he said that he would um, exalt himself above the stars of God. He always exalts himself. Mm-hmm. And so us as believers, even though we have power over all the power of the enemy, it's so much thrown in our faces. And, you know, from Hollywood, they talk, all you see is demonic movies and, you know, possessions and these different monsters, creatures, vampires, werewolves, and these demonic, these demonic entities, and they were fallen angels. And, but when you, when they show Michael or Gabriel in movies, it's always way off base. And they always shown as being weak or have compromised and left God. But we all know that that wasn't Michael or Gabriel. We know that was Lucifer before he became Satan, mm-hmm. the devil, our adversary. Right. So we're going to talk about this because we don't have, we, we, the Bible even tells us that there's more than us to be with them. Mm-hmm. So we're going to really get into this week. We're going to talk about our experiences and our angelic encounters. Yeah. And, and it's, to, to, to really show the body of Christ that we are an amazing army. We are a, a powerful army, and our power is exceeding greatness through the Holy Spirit. Right. Alone. And, right. But then on top of that. We have the holy angels. We have the holy angels, and like the word says, they're more with us than against us, right. and that's what we need to remember. Right. right. And that comes from when Elisha was sleeping, his, his servant came out and... Uh, you know, came out on a balcony and they were surrounded by the an army. And then he wanted to wake up. He wanted to wake up uh, Elisha, and he said to Elisha, "You know, are we gonna die? What's our what is our end gonna be? You know." Mm-hmm. So when Elisha got up and went out, and then Elisha just prayed for him, like Father or Lord, open his eyes that he might see. Then when the Lord opened his eyes, the army that was surrounded was surrounded by the angelic hosts, horses and chariots of fire and angels and but that's us all the time. Yeah. Yep. But the 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 uh the mystery of it is we have to we have to allow the angels permission to come in to the to, to the battle and all that kind of stuff. Because the Bible said that the uh the angels they excel in strength, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Well, we voice the word of God. We speak the word of God. 
whether it's through prayer, whether it's through decree or reading the word of God, or whether you even flowing prophetically. Right. And unfortunately, as a people, we've been conditioned to speak fear, doubt, unbelief. Right. So at that point, the demonic forces are now being empowered right. to move in our lives, um, as opposed to the holy angels when we speak faith, when we're, you know, trusting and believing and we speak the word in faith and not in fear right. and, and stuff like that. Amen. Amen. It's like uh, the word tells us life and death is in the power of the tongue. That don't always mean you speak in death. That being the words that you speak and then even power death or cause the, the life to come from the kingdom of God and manifest into the natural. And, and, and the holy angels, they're all about life. They're all about helping us in our lives and helping the, the, the body of Christ and fighting alongside and fighting for us as believers. And we're going to share some things because uh, this, it is so wonderful. And another thing I like to also talk, uh, talk about sometimes is how in the Old Testament, the, the Hebrew word for the angels was Bena Elohim, which means sons of God, right? Mm -hmm. But then if you read in the book of John, first chapter, the book, John wrote that he gave us power to become sons of God. Sons of God. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, as we really walk in this thing and believe Jesus, get close to him, we walk amongst the angels. Right. And the and angels walks amongst us. Yeah, and the thing to think about that or to understand about that is the angels, of course, you know, they have a specific ranking and gift that the Lord has given them. Right, right. But it's still the Holy Spirit. Right. It's still the Holy Spirit. Amen. So just like with us, he gives us gifts and talents and all of that, but it's the Holy Spirit. Exactly, exactly. Just like if you read in the book of Ezekiel, when Ezekiel saw the throne of God, the wheels with the eyes within and out, and then the, uh, the seraphim with the eyes within and out, and their wings and everything. Then it said they, the spirit, they will they move wherever the spirit went. That's the Holy Spirit. So they so in tune with the Holy Spirit that wherever he go, they go. Whatever he commands, they do. And that's how we must be at the, with the body of Christ because we are two sons of God. So the, just like Jesus said, I do nothing of myself but the Father in me does the work, which means the Bible also tells us that we have the spirit of the Father in us who rose Jesus from the dead. Mm -hmm. So we have the Holy Spirit in us to lead us and to guide us into all truth. So that's the same pattern with the angelic host. So as they are in tune with the Holy Spirit, and I, and I pray this a lot, I say, Lord, let me, help me to be in tune with you, Holy Spirit, like the angels are, mm -hmm. that we all could be on one accord, because really the, the angelic hosts are the, um, if, you, if you want to put it like this, they're the uh, God's army in the invisible realm, but we're God's army in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're going we're gonna to talk about this. This, uh, this is going to be, a, a, I really believe, a, su a fun subject. And, um, but, we, but first, we want to we wanna really set, set boundaries. We want to um, just make sure that we don't elevate the angels to where people start seeking after angels. Right, because that's not what we're saying to do, and that's not what we do. No. What we're saying is, as you follow the Holy Spirit, as you walk in your calling in Christ Jesus, that's where the angels are. So we're, we, we've never, ever prayed to an angel, right. talked, 
you know, for pray for an angel to come to us or right. cry it out for an angel. We've never ever done anything like right. that. Right. We're not seeking knowledge and wisdom from an angel. Right. That's not what we're doing. Right. We seek the Holy Spirit. We speak our Heavenly Father, and He may send an angel with that message or, um, you know, send to work in, in collaboration with us with things, but um, we're both servants. Right. Amen. So. <laughs> Amen. And uh, the angels and apostles have a similar meaning of function because the angels are sent and apostles are sent ones. Mm -hmm. So angels don't come at your beck and call. Angels are sent. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to start off with um, some really clarifying uh, scriptures that gives parameters to what, what to this conversation we're having. So in Colossians 2.18, Colossians 2.18 says, Let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility and worshiping of angels. So if a person could convince you to pray to angels, to bow down to angels, they're not, they're really not encouraging you to bow down to holy angels, but these are fallen angels. Because we'll see in scripture that holy angels, the angels of the Lord will not allow you to worship them. Right. Will not allow you to worship them. So we see there in uh, Colossians 2.18, let no man deceive you or beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility. That means humility, mean, humility means bowing down and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he have not seen violent, uh, vainly puffed up by his, his fleshly imagination or mind. And what that means is as people go after angels, seeking angels, praying for angels, they come into contact with fallen angels or, or demonic entities that's masquerading as angels. And what begins to happen is their, 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 their minds begin to be puffed up. Imaginations be going and these evil spirits be dictating and showing visions and dreams and all that kind of stuff that are false. So you never, ever want to cry out for an angel. You never, ever want to seek an angel. You never, ever want to bow down to angels. Yeah, and I also want to add to that with uh, where it says uh, voluntary humility. That also means subjecting yourself um, to a fallen angel or uh, an evil entity. And when we look at the word and how the Lord set things up, it says that he made the angels... Um, he made men a little lower than the angels, but now we have to think those, some of those angels have fallen. Right. So now the Lord, because of that, he's given us power with the Holy Spirit over these fallen angels right. and evil spirits. Right. So when you voluntarily, uh, in that voluntary humility, you're literally now subjecting yourself to one who was actually beneath you. And so that's why he, you, there's no reward in that. Uh, you get deceived and there's a, a hefty price to pay um, when you do that. Um, and so the Lord says, don't do that. It, it's, it's not good to do that. Um, number one, you're now uh, subjecting yourself to something that's beneath you. An idol. Right. Mm -hmm. What did you say? It becomes an idol. Right. That's why they got these figurines and statues of angels. They mm -hmm. pray to. Right. Right. But a, a holy angel, an angel of the Lord will not allow you because they humble themselves. I'm telling you, as powerful as they are, they are humble. Watch this in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 8 and 9. 
Revelation 22, verse 8 and 9. It says, And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard them and seen them, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which had shown me these things. And then he said unto me, See thou do it not, for I am a fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of them that keep this testimony of this book. Worship God. See, angels only worship God. An angel will, if a, a true angel will only tell you to worship God. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is that if anything manifests in your presence, and it looks like an angel, and it's, you know, you ask that thing, who is Jesus to you? Because a fallen angel can't say he's Lord. And a lot of instances and testimonies that we've heard that, they, that at that point that angel will disappear or get angry and disappear. So Jesus is always the plumb line. He's, 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 the, he's the border around us. He is the one. He is the force field. He's the shield around us. He's the strong tower around us. So always invoke the name of Jesus. If it's a holy angel, they will... They are subject to Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and they will bow their heads. They will bow their knee to Jesus. Yeah. And just like, you know, how we saw with Jesus when he was on this earth, he always brought uh, the attention back to the Father. And so the same thing with the angels. They're always going to bring the attention back to Jesus, back to the Father. Like, it's not going to be about them at all. So. Amen. Amen. So. We're going to uh, talk about uh, the appearances, the appearance of angels, how angels will appear. And we're going to, everything we do comes from Scripture. Everything we do is found in Scripture. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 12. Two. I mean, thank you, verse 2. It says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. And I've experienced that. Uh, one particular time, I was uh, I was in I lived in Philadelphia. This was probably about wow, maybe I don't know, maybe twenty twenty five years ago. No, longer than twenty five. No longer than twenty. Maybe tw- twenty five plus years ago, I was working in the um, in this. Uh, I was a graphic designer in this copy place in Center City, Philadelphia. And I'm never ever up front at the counter. But my printer in my office ran out of paper. And then but everybody else that worked in the copy area, they were busy doing a job in the back of the uh, copy center and inside the another room where they did a lot of the um correlating and the binding the books and all that kind of stuff. So I'm up at the counter I'm out, well, I'm out at the counter getting paper, and the door opens. So I looked up, and you're always courteous. And I'm like, hello, sir, how are you? He's like, I'm doing well, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing good. So then he said, I'd like to make a copy of this receipt. It was a right age receipt. And it wasn't a big receipt, it's, you know. So he said, how much? And I said, a dime. He said, it's just a dime. So he gave me the, um, the receipt, and he slid the dime across the counter. So I went to copy it, and as I was copying, he said to me, he said, so you just graduated, huh? What was odd was 
of course I wasn't a teenager, I was in my twenties. But I had just the week before graduated from a from a prophetic college. I did four years in a prophetic college. But I just graduated like a week that previous week before. So if that was a Tuesday, I graduated, I think that Saturday or something like that. It was somewhere in the parameters. So so I looked at him and I was like, I I said, Yeah, I sure did. Then he's like, good, good, good. Then he said to me, he said, you know, people out there, they need you. He said, good, because they need you. People are going to need you. And, and something to the effect that God is going to send me to them or something. So then, so I'm listening to this man, so I thought. And then I got turned to get his copy. I turned back around. And he was going out the door. So I ran to the door. I ran around the counter, ran to the door. And was like, excuse me, so you left your... And I opened the door. Now, the building that I worked in was almost in the center of the block. So there's street this way and there's street that way. When I looked out, he was gone. He just went out the door two seconds before I ran after him, and he was totally gone. So that was one of the... the uh, angelic encounters that I've experienced you know you want to share one um you have anything on this one yeah I just from time to time uh, I'll get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and I'll uh, sometimes see angels posted in our room like either at the foot of our bed or um, I've seen an angel uh, posted next to your side of the bed um, holding a sword just like like just standing or keeping watch or whatever yeah so, yeah, yeah so that's pretty cool to see amen amen and, and then yes you have a question okay yes. you know how, the question is how come only certain people get to see angels I don't know. Have you ever seen one? No. No. Well, maybe you didn't. Do did you know that for know. sure? No. <laughs> see, that's the that's the <laughs> thing. See, the, see, like in First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, it says, you know, the Holy Spirit, He, you know, by His own will, does these different things. Yeah. You know, pertaining to gifts or whatever. So I I really can't answer that. And it's not that anyone else is better. It's just simply God's will at that time. Yeah, and I know even for myself, uh, being young in the Lord and, um, you know, just being in spiritual warfare, a lot of the times I would only see demons, principalities, uh, generals, stuff like that in Satan's camp, and I was just like, Lord, I don't want to see this. Like, I don't want to see these ugly dudes. I don't want to see these demonic things I want to see I would rather see angels but I very rarely would see them at that point just once in a while I would see them but I've seen and, and, and had interaction more with them now but even not I think for I don't want to say for sure but I I'll go into one of the instances later um, that kind of freaked me out so I think it's also like that I don't know if I want to see that right, <laughs> or interact right. in that way because it is it is pretty trippy. It, it is, and and 
and then I'll uh, also share some things where encounters I've had that was like just mind blowing. But to go back to your question, it's in God's will and God's time. And even a lot of us, that's why he, the scripture just says that many times we entertain angels and don't even know. That's why you, we got to be careful how we deal with people. Yeah. I remember I was, uh, I, I think I lived in Conyers at the time. And I pulled up, I was getting off the highway, I pulled up, and a guy was asking for money. Mm. So the thought was, don't give him no money. But then I was like, hey, man, the Lord loves you. Blah, I gave him money. He said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I looked back, he was gone. He didn't run across. When I, secondly, I looked back, he was gone. So we don't know. I, I would even venture to say most of us from time to time encountered an angel and didn't know it. That's why it says watch how we entreat them. Watch how we treat people. Watch how we treat strangers because they could be angels and we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it was another another situation I had where around this time I had just I kind of like I think I moved to uh, Covington. I had an OK job. I didn't make much money. Really, really struggling. And I had to go to the laundromat and all I had I bought food and all I had was a twenty dollar bill left. That's all I had. So drove to the laundromat and uh you know, took the stuff out of the car, the clothes out of the car, and I was ready to put my twenty dollar bill in the change machine. Then this man walked in front of me. I'm telling you, something was about this guy. Because his face looked like it was too exaggerated. He had cheekbones like this. His chin went like this, which is different than a normal person. And just the way he looked at me. And then he said, don't put your money in there because it's going to eat your $20. You won't get any change back. He said, go across the street to the car wash. They have a change machine there. And then come back. And I said, thank you so much for letting me know. So I went out the door, jumped in my car, went across the street real quick, came back. I don't know if I jumped in my car or ran across the street, I don't know. But I came back with the change. He was gone. <coughs> he was gone. But when I when I, when he first started talking to me, I just noted how he looked not weird, but he looked different. He looked strange. He didn't look like I mean his his I'm, like I said, his cheekbones were so exaggerated and his chin was big like this and it was going out like that, like, you know. I just can't even. I got. It's hard. It's hard to even explain. It looked like if you. It looked like if you punched him in the face, try to give him a fade, you'll break your whole arm, just by hitting his face. I mean, it was just like big, like this, and it went like this, and it did not look. I never ever in my life seen muscle, a body but but never seen anybody with a face, a jawbone like this, and it, like I said, the features were so. Every feature of his face was just like so bold and intricate. And and so, um, and then I, after that, I wondered. I was like, well, I wonder if that was an angel. And I got another cool story. Uh, this is probably, this is I don't know a very amazing story. Right before I was moving to Georgia from Philadelphia, I was um, coming to uh, Conyers to a job interview. The Greyhound bus was. 19 hours here, 24 hours back for a 15-minute interview. So as I had my suitcase, I was dropped off in Center City. I was a little early, so I, I wanted to grab a little bite. 
And so on my way, I ran into my grandfather. I ran into my grandfather. So uh, he was like, hey, run, run. And I was like, hey, pop, pop, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We were just talking. And I said, I'm moving. I'm, I'm, I might be moving to Atlanta. And he said to me, he said, you are moving to Atlanta. I said, how you know? I said, how'd you know? And he kind of looked at me. And then he was talking to me. He's like, and I'm now this here, you talking about something trippy? This literally happened. As I'm talking to my grandfather, his face changes and his voice changes. And it was like God began to speak to me in the first person. And, and his face changes, his voice changes. Then he says to me, he says, yes, I'm sending you there because people are waiting for you. Then he started, he started prophesying to me about what was going to happen. Then he would go back to himself and start picked off at the last word that he said. That as himself. Right, himself, as himself. Mm -hmm. Then he would go right back in. And then here's, here's the thing that was so crazy about it. People started standing around me and this old man. I don't know what they were seeing, but I was seeing my grandfather, but I would see him almost like a vision. But what was real it was literally, it was real. His face was like become a different face and his voice. I never, ever saw anything before and after that in my life. But then here's the other crazy part. Then people started standing across the street like it's a four-way street. We stand on this corner. It's a corner here, a corner here, and uh, it's a corner here, here, and a corner here, and I'm right here with my grandfather. Everybody stopped on those corners and started staring at us talking. What's so amazing if it was not supernatural for everybody to look at one guy <laughs> and his grandfather talking? Right. So I got here, took the 15-minute 15, uh, 15 interview, 24 hours back home. I had a call a little less than two weeks later, so we moved to Georgia. So that was, that was another thing, another thing. Um, That's cool. I've seen, um, you know, I've seen angels attached to people. Um just even in service like you whether we're prophesying to them or um just talking to them or different situations i'll see like the angel that's assigned to them right. standing next to them right so that's pretty that's always pretty cool to see yeah yeah i remember about what was it, two three weeks ago and we had everybody praying over there, and all and the, all these angels came in and started standing around. Oh them. yeah, that was yeah. Were we yeah we were praying, and I literally saw just these angels come in and join us in prayer. So that was really awesome to see as well. Right, and so just understand this: that even if Satan deceived the thirty angels, which he did not, that's that's an improper interpretation. Because if you go back and really read Revelation chapter 12, it talks about him drawing a third of the stars with his tail. Well, that word draw don't mean they followed him. That word draw in the Greek literally means to drag somebody before a judge in chains. This is a spiritual warfare. So then after that, you see Michael rose up with his angels and, and Satan rose up with his angels. So there was a spiritual warfare and so Michael and his angels rose up and fought against the devil. And his, the devil had no chance, absolutely no 
possibility of taking over heaven. Number one, God didn't even have to lift a, a toenail. Jesus didn't have to. Michael and his angels did. So mm -hmm. if you look even through Old Testament, it never talks about angels falling with Satan. He said, how has thou fallen, O Lucifer? Then even if you look at what, what Jesus said, Jesus said, behold, I, he said, I beheld Satan, Satan, Satan fall as lightning from heaven. He didn't say Satan in the third of the angels. So that's another instance where Satan is really puffing himself up. Where does he get his angels from? There were angels that fell in Genesis chapter 6. There were angels that fell and left their first estate and then began to sleep with uh, or marry the, the, the daughters of man. So you talk about that. Then they produced Nephilims. And those Nephilims, when they died, they became evil spirits in the earth. And I would encourage people to read the book, book of Enoch. It was originally part of the text, but it was taken out. So it's it's still a part of the Ethiopian text, the Bible. So you so so it's even though it's not part of the canon that we've been given, but it's part of other canons. So just I just encourage you to research that yourself. Mm -hmm. But Satan did not deceive a third of the angels. If the Bible tells us that we're gonna look narrowly upon the devil and say, Is this the man that deceived the nations? The angels see the difference between him and God. You think they're gonna leave God for him? No. So the fallen angels, Genesis chapter six, they just was enamored by women and they and they sought repentance, but they couldn't. But God said he wasn't going to forgive them. So that's that. Um, so. Anything else you want to share about angels appearing? OK, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, angels. They have their own personalities. Mm -hmm. Angels are like it's like I can't even say angels are like people because they were made first, they were created first. Yeah. But we have that we have that similarity not just with angels and people, but even God's creation. Cats have their own personalities. Right. Animals. Right. They, they all have their own personalities. Different. <laughs> right. <laughs> like certain things, they don't like certain things. Right. And it's not across the board. It's uh, you know. Uh, what is it, um, individual to that animal. Or that person or that yeah. angel. Mm -hmm. We're going to give some examples. But first, let's read this scripture in Mark chapter 16, verse 4, and four to 6. It says, And when they looked, when Mary, the Marys came, and uh, when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away. That's when Jesus resurrected. For it was very great. So the stone was huge and it was rolled away. And entered into the sculptor, the sepulcher. And they saw a young man. So angels could look, have different, they have different looks. So they saw this angel as a young man sitting on, you know, sitting on the side. He was clothed in a long white robe or garment, and they were frightened. And they said unto him, oh, well, he said unto them, don't be afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where he was laid. So this angel was just kicking it back, sitting, sitting on where Jesus was. I could just, I, you know, I could sometimes just think about like, how was he sitting? Was he sitting like this? Was he sitting like this? Was, you know, angels have their own personalities. And we're going to get some, some uh, experiential examples of that. Um, you want to go first? Um, sure. 
Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Oh, um, sometimes, <laughs> and I don't, you know, well, we understand that the fallen angels want to be seen. They want to be worshipped. So they will appear to, to people from time to time and um, let themselves be known. But, you know, the holy angels, they're pretty stealth, you know. So they may appear if it's the will of the Father for them to appear and give a message. But more often than not, they're not going to be um, uh, what is it, visible to most people. So there's been times where I, like I said, I would wake up in the middle of the night uh, to use the bathroom and I'll see an angel and he'll just kind of like, whoop, whoop, and disappear. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Uh, but uh, that, that was kind of funny to see. Like, okay, well, I, I mean, I what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, just even just even with that, just like what kind of like and disappear. <laughs> right. That's kind of funny. I remember you told me about that a couple times, and then some years ago. It's just it's amazing because we look at angels as being they're beings like us. They have their own personality, their own style, their own flavor, how they talk, how everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I know for me, uh, I don't. know. I've experienced a lot of God's sense of humor. And and this is not an angelic story, but once I, I was at work and I was at my computer and I had just moved into this house in Covington and the grass was getting high and I was just praying, like, Lord, I need a lawnmower, Lord, I need a lawnmower. So I was sitting at my desk and it was probably about 1130 and the Holy Spirit said to me, quick, go up, drive to the library, you'll see a lawnmower there. And I was like, really? So I told my manager, I said, hey, I got to run out real quick. I'm going to take an early lunch. He said, oh, sure, go ahead. So I jump in my car, and I'm like, two wheels hitting the curve. And I get to the I get to the uh, library, and it's a woman standing. The library's here, the corner of the library's here. I see a woman standing on the corner with a Fisher-Price lawnmower. And I just bust out laughing. And I actually heard the Lord kind of giggle. Or chuckle. <laughs> and I was like, all right, God, Lord, you got me. So I uh, just went and grabbed some lunch, came back. And uh, so on my way home, I passed this place that had lawnmowers sitting outside. So I ended up, not at the library, but I still ended up getting a lawnmower that day. Mm -hmm. You know, because I had to go a different way. But it was him. He led me to where the lawnmower was. You know, so, that, so I experienced, and I still do, experience God's, you know, humor. He's very, the Lord is, you know, he's hilarious. You know, so we look at them like this. I'm almighty God. I created laughter, but I don't laugh, you know. But he's not that. But he's he's the Bible says the first person, the second person, the third person of the guy here. So he was the first person ever. So we're people. We made in his image. If we got a sense of humor, he has a sense of humor. Yeah. You know, so so here's his his my uh, one of my funny angel stories. We were in uh, Roswell in the beginning of the ministry when we started the ministry, the first ministry. Uh, no, the second ministry when we started that ministry. Uh, we were in worship. And uh, so I would normally stand, walk and stand by the door while I would stand like off to the 
left of the worship team by the window. And so just one day, I went and I stood by the door, and I heard this voice. And this voice said, this is my spot. Right? <laughs> so then I was like, oh, shoot, I know it was an angel. So then I went and stood in the other place, and then I heard another voice said, and this is my spot. Right? And then I agree, move. But let me tell you what I literally felt. I literally felt like an arm come around me, and I heard a chuckle. I knew it was an angel. I had no, absolutely no doubt. Because I, I, and we'll get into this in a minute, because I, I began to learn the difference between the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, and the voice of an angel. They, they, it's two different distinct voices that, that we receive two different distinct ways. Yeah. But it could be different with... It could be, I'm not going to tell you how I hear them because it might be different from what you hear. Well, I don't want to say how I hear because I don't want the devil to try to mimic it with you. And then, you know, but that may not be how you hear them. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys say something? I was, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave it for our next point. But um, for this one, I remember we were um, in Savannah and we were staying at someone's house. Uh, someone had uh, graciously um, offered to have us stay with them while we were in Savannah, and so we we did. And so we were in the guest bedroom, um, just about to drift off to sleep, when I saw an angel appear at the foot of the bed, and he he was very gracious, you know. He's like, hey, you know, I'm so and so. I don't remember. I wrote down his name, but I, I don't remember exactly what his name was. But you know, he introduced. But let me cut in real quick because mm-hmm. this goes with her story. So in the middle of this, I didn't interaction she was having with the angel. I woke up because I didn't see it, but I woke up and I said, "Babe, I hear a man talking. You hear that? I heard. I actually literally heard him talking." Yeah. Yeah. He I, he rolled over. He was like, "Why do I? Why do I hear a man talking? You hear that?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's the angel." Angel at the foot of the bed. Like, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, it's um, this angel. He, he came to greet us, um, and he actually came with a warning uh, for the next day. But what was interesting uh, about him was he was, you know, you, you hear about angels, and, you know, they're all in robes, and he was wearing, like, Aladdin pants. And so I... At first, I couldn't really get past that. It's like, what are you wearing? But he was like, I like them. <laughs> this is what I like. <laughs> and so, you know, he liked his Aladdin pants, his right. MC Hammer pants. So that's what he wore. But, yeah, he came. Um, he was, I, I guess he was uh, in that or assigned to that region. So he was just letting us know, hey, uh, this is what's coming tomorrow. So you be prepared. Right, right. Uh, he was really nice. Yeah. And then he disappeared, and that was it. Yeah. And and I remember uh, watching Sid Roth where this man was saying, uh, oh, no, 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 I think uh, Prophets of Mercy. I, I saw someone Sid Roth, too, but the one I'm thinking of right now is when you were sharing, I think it was Kathy's son, such and such. I don't want to say her last name. Yeah. Kathy Walters. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get it wrong. I was going to say Waters, but I didn't want to say it wrong. Mm-hmm. But anyway, how the, this uh, angel which, can you tell me this again? Um, yeah, she was talking about she was. I guess she was in her home and she saw an angel with a little pouch. Oh yeah, the bumped pouch. Yeah, he had a little pouch. And he would use it to bring blessings and prosperity to people. But it was like raggedy, 
A little raggedy pouch, yeah. <laughs> and this woman asked the Lord. Why he, like, right. <laughs> this little pouch, a little raggedy pouch at that. Yeah. And the Lord said he likes it. See, that's, see I'm telling you. Listen, I, I just got to say this. I got to be 100 with you. Again, you know, from Philly, so letting that come out a little bit. But the angels, they, they're really cool. They are. They're really cool. Mm-hmm. They have their personalities, and they real. They real beings. They real. I don't want to say people, but they're just like, you know. And they glorify God. Yeah. They love God. They love the Lord. You know. It's it's, it's pretty. It's pretty wonderful. It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. And so, uh, so so they 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 do have personality. I remember. Oh, the, the other one was Sid Roth. Where um, this uh, this man had went to heaven, and the Lord told him to go get something from an angel, and the angel was taller than him, so when he handed it to him, he kind of like held it above his head, <laughs> and then when the guy went to reach it, he would raise it, and the guy would have to jump to get it, so <laughs> he was kept messing with him. Then he started. So I mean, but they, I just just see what we're trying to do is remove that stigma, and that mind control, and that programming that tells us that angels are these stiff beings and all they do is just stand there and fight or just stand there and just stand there to stand where they stand in there. No, these are actual beings with personalities. They're actual beings that love the Lord and they're actual beings that love God's people. Yeah. Angels love humanity. Yeah. They love God's creation. So... um now we're going to talk about the voice of angels, how it is distinct. It's distinct from the voice of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter number 8, verse 26, it says, And the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that you go down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. So where the angel was telling him to go was where... Um, the uh, Ethiopian eunuch was. So then if you go down to read the whole chapter, you'll get the whole picture. Um, but if you go down to uh, verse 29, it says, Then the Spirit, then the Holy Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join yourself to the chariot. So just bringing that up that he recognized the voice of an angel and he recognized the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. See, the angels are sent to give us instruction from god a message from god or direction from god mm-hmm. you know and uh so even in in them protecting us they're sent to protect us so don't try to conjure an angel don't try to call upon an angel don't try to worship an angel don't try to pray to an angel that's demonic yeah and if anything leads you to pray or someone tells you to pray or call out the name of an angel it's demonic it's an evil spirit behind that that want entry into your life. No, call out on the name of the Lord. Call out on the name of Jesus. Call out on the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Call out on the name of the Almighty God. Yeah. And then if he doesn't come, he'll send his angel. Amen. Yeah, the, um, I, the Holy Spirit reminded me of uh, something that happened was quite a while ago. I think um, this was before we were married, so over seven years ago. I was it was early morning, and I was on my way to work, and um, 
about to get on 400 and it uh, you know turning lane to get onto the the highway and there was this car that was just like you know you're driving and you have this car that's like trying to get a speed up to get around you and you know i i'm i I don't usually like have road rage or anything like that but you know sometimes you're just like no no i'm not letting you go around me type thing like it's too early for all this like just calm down but i you know at first i thought or a while back i thought it was the holy spirit but uh, the Lord was showing me that it was a Holy Spirit and an angel both helping me in the situation. And so I heard a voice that said, let him go around you. And so, you know, at that point I was like, okay, all right, I'll fine, just let him go. And so sure enough, he went around me. So the light, you know, the light changed and we made that turn onto the highway and we're getting on the on-ramp and another voice said slow down because i mean we're all just driving trying to you know you you want you're picking up speed because you're about to go on the highway and i heard a voice say slow down and so i slowed down and then out of nowhere this deer darts across the on-ramp and hits the car in front of me i was like it this was like real time like it was like a movie or something but literally that would have been me had i not let the car go around me but just seeing how they were both working together the holy spirit and this angel to tell me to give me instruction to you know save me from a literal collision that was about to happen right and it was I was shocked. I, you know, was shaking a little bit from seeing that because I mean, that thing hit that car full speed. It was a pretty big size deer, and it hit that thing. There was glass everywhere. Mm. It was crazy, but uh, you know, I listened, and it's it spared. He spared me. Yeah, amen. Amen. I remember uh, you were you were uh, talking about uh, before not. Not maybe a couple of years ago, a year or two ago, we were in the, driving in the car with somebody, and they were driving pretty fast and kind of cutting through traffic. Mm-hmm. And then what did you hear an angel say? Uh, she's making our jobs harder. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. They're making our job more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, whoosh, okay, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So let's help them out, y'all. Let's help, let's help our angels out. Let's 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 you know. Drive with some, uh, and be more, use more discretion and, and wisdom. Yeah. And things. Not just driving, but in life. Yeah. You know, because uh, some people say, well, I never saw, never heard an angel. But some people would be walking a place and you hear a voice say, don't go that way. You're like, oh, I'm going to just do it anyway. Right. And then you I wish I'd have, something told me. It wasn't something. It was either the Holy Spirit or it was an angel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, this then this happens this happens quite a bit not all the time but um in the middle of the night i'll hear a name and to pray for that name i won't hear see i can tell you how i hear the holy spirit the holy spirit speaks to me here he speaks to me in my being i can hear him clearly in my being well i've learned to hear him in my being 
but the voice of an angel comes from the outside. And so I would hear, I would hear a voice, a literal voice, and not audibly, but I can hear it. But it was not here. Just like the other day, uh, what was the name? Do you remember the name? Liz, yes, yes. I heard the name Liz Dickerson and to pray for Liz Dickerson, but it didn't come from the Holy Spirit. It came from an angel. And I believe it's the same angel. Sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and I'll hear the voice of an angel say, pray, pray this or pray for that or pray for this person. Mm -hmm. So that happens periodically when I wake up and I'll hear a name. So um, the angel's voice is different from the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I know for me, um, there was this one time, and this is, uh, okay, so I don't remember exactly, you know, sometimes you just talk to the Lord, or you just, maybe you're not even necessarily in prayer, or consciously talking to the Lord, but you just have a question in your mind, and you're just like, hmm, I wonder why such and such, and that's what happened. I just had this question in my head, and I was just like, oh, I wonder why such and such, and then I heard heard someone answer my question and I knew the angel was standing next to me on this side because that's the way the voice came from but it was a voice it was not audible it was in my head but it was not in my voice and that creeped me out because I was like whose voice is this in my head but it was an angel mm -hmm. and so I was like please don't do that again <laughs> and he didn't right. <laughs> Right, right. Because when they speak, they they uh, for a lot of times they do speak. Uh, they, I hate to use the word telepathically because that's what people use for aliens and stuff like that. But but it's literally how they communicate. Right, right. But also for me, it's something else that happens that I'm not going to share. How I can really, really tell. I will say too. It, think about when you're dreaming in a dream. All of a sudden, you know something right you're not talking to anybody but all of a sudden you just know something that's that's kind of how it is it's a spiritual communication without literally speaking type thing yeah yeah it's because it's spiritual it's yeah. a spirit your spirit man hearing from another spirit mm -hmm. like that yeah. which is a right. good spirit which right. is a holy angel right or the holy spirit you know and also demons speak the same way Mm -hmm. They speak the same way. And that's how they can insert thoughts. In people's minds. Right. right. But they do it deceptively because right. they do it in the person's in, in uh, your own voice. voice. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So the next uh, topic of, of our own experiential um, situations with angels is, is how the angels help. Angels, you know, we're going to talk about the help of angels. And uh, Psalm 91, 19, uh, Psalm 91, 11 to 12 says, For he have given his angels charge over you to keep you in your ways. You know, what that means is God has a way for us, so they help to keep us in that way that God has for us. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash a foot against a stone. In other words, the, you know, the analogy was that they were not going to let you hit your foot against something. They're not going to let you hurt yourself, so they'll grab you in their arms. But, you know, of course, if we rebellious against God, there ain't nothing they can do to help us. Yeah. You know, but so they're there to help us and protect us. Uh, Hebrews 1, 13 to 14 says, but to which of the angels 
said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be the heirs of salvation? So not only, amen. So not only are they ministering spirits to us, but it says they're ministering spirits to them who shall be heirs of salvation. So it's a lot of people that still in sin that angels will help mm -hmm. because they they are supposed to be heirs of salvation. They're being helped. God is sending people to them. God is dealing with their heart and the angels is helping to protect them. Because when the, when the, when the enemy get the sniff of that, God is getting ready to bring somebody and he tries to take them out mm -hmm. or he tries to do something in their life to take them away from God. So a lot of times the angels are there to help with that as well. Yeah. I remember one time when, um, this was back, like I said, before we were married, and um, myself and Prophetess Marissa were living together, and we would pray every night before we went to bed, and this night, I really didn't want to pray. I did not feel like it. I was tired. I was irritated, and I just, I was over it, but um, the Lord was like, I, I want you to pray um, to release angels. And so I was like, okay. So I did and come to find out, like, I, I don't remember exactly how, um, how long afterwards I ended up seeing the news and there was uh, some protests that was happening. Um, I'm, I don't remember exactly where, but there was a protest happening and they were anticipating that it was going to be very violent and it, it ended up not being violent at all and the Lord was like see that is why I had you pray even though I had no idea even though I had a sank attitude or whatnot but just listening um, you know listening to the Holy Spirit and following the instruction I was able to release angels in that area to make sure that things didn't get chaotic and out of hand and that's also showing how prayer has a direct influence on you know a group of people uh, a city a nation how it could really change things right um so because we're under we have to understand that there's spiritual forces behind the scenes that's provoking things that's you know rallying people up in emotion but when you bind those things now it's just people being people right right so Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So that, the way he said it is very, uh, is, uh, very specific. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So shall be is showing an action or someone doing something. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get a picture of that, uh, in the book of Revelation, it talks about how the angel came with a great chain and bound Satan for a thousand years. So literally, when we bind an evil spirit, an angel is released to bind the chain in the spirit realm. So really, what Jesus is saying, whatsoever you bind in the natural realm will be bound in the spiritual realm. And the angels go forth and they bind these evil entities. And that's what happened with that. You're just praying and, you know, binding and rebuking and or whatever, praying for peace. The angelic host comes in and it arrests the demonic forces there that are there to stir, start trouble, mm -hmm. chaos, destruction, death, or no matter what it is. 
that's how it works in the realm of the spirit. That's how we work in, uh, uh, in, in unity and continuity with the angelic host. We are the host on earth. They are the host in, the, in heaven, in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I remember years ago, I was, I was um, praying in, in this area of the house that I called the upper room. It was my prayer closet. It was like a bonus room on top of the house. So I would go up there and pray, and the Lord was just really ministering to me and, and showing me things and the work, you know, some of the things that he wanted me to do and what he was calling me to. And, and I was like, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I said, Lord, I need help. And then all of a sudden, out of my ceiling comes an angel descending right in front of me. It might sound fantastical to people. I believe it doesn't matter. This is what happened. And then he came and stood before me. He had a he had a long white robe. The glory of God was all over him. The glory of God was in his face. You could see his face glittering with the glory of God. Jet black hair. Jet black hair, longer than his shoulder, past his shoulder. I ain't saying down to his butt, but I don't know how far past his shoulder, but it went past his shoulder. And he stood in front of me. And he said, told me his name. And I'm, I'm asking the Lord, does he want me to say his name? Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's necessary for the next part. Okay. So this angel comes through my ceiling. And he said to me, he said, my name is Raphael. And the Lord has sent me to help you. Even though I'm in shock, I'm in awe. I reached out my hand and to shake his hand. He shook my hand. I said, I'm Ron. That's before my name changed. And he said, I know, Ron. The Lord sent me to help you. I let his hand go, and he just went up right back through the ceiling. So then um, maybe a year or two after that, I was sitting in my kitchen at the uh, hot top table, and I was eating a bowl of uh, Fruity Pebbles. I'm, I'm not advertising Fruity Pebbles. I don't eat them anymore, but that's your business if you choose to eat them. <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer. So I'm sitting, um, and, and I got up early that morning because there was something going on in my, my, my car. It was like I, I knew how it felt to have problems with your wreck opinion. So I thought it was a problem with the wreck opinion because I had a problem with that some years ago. So I said, okay, I need to drive slow, get on the highway and drive, you know, at least a minimum speed limit to go to the car dealership so they can fix it. So I'm at my, it's probably about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm at the, in the kitchen eating my uh, bowl of cereal. Then all of a sudden, the walls disappear. The walls disappear. And all I see is my car that was parked in the back, and I see two angels, two angels pointing at my tire. My passenger, passenger front tire. They were pointing at my tire. Then all of a sudden, the vision went away. So then I went outside, and I'm looking at my tire like, it's not wrong with my tire. Then I had the thought to get on my knees and look behind it. When I got on my knees and looked behind it, my whole tire, the back side of the tire was shredded. Right, the inside. The inside, right, was shredded. And if I would have hit that highway, and even if I would have went 45 miles per hour, that tire would have blown, and only God knows. Mm -hmm. So we have God sends his angels to help us, to warn us. Um, yeah, I remember a time when I was really 
persistent and intense warfare, uh, spiritual warfare that I was going through. And, I, you know, I was a babe in Christ, so I wasn't used to it. My body was so worn out and tired um, just going through that. It helped to strengthen me, but, you know, I just, I was where I was at the time. And uh, I remember uh, it, it, was, it was a few nights, but the first night I, you know, demonic, uh, demonic forces in my room and normally I would rebuke them in Jesus name and command them to leave and it would be like a back and forth type of thing. Um, until they would finally leave but I just I was not like I was so tired and if you've ever um, experienced spiritual warfare intense spiritual warfare you know that it's it's spiritual but it affects the body as well yeah, it's draining. so it's very draining uh, you're casting out demons um, healing the sick and and that it's scriptural Jesus said he felt the virtue come out of him well that it's the same thing it's the same thing so usually like the day after we've um uh somebody has gone through deliverance we've been casting out demons um the day before service the next day i mean literally we our legs feel like there's nothing in them <laughs> like it's just it's all of the 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 strength and it's it's basically gone uh you know we have to get replenished and all of that and that uh, partially is eating right you know that's why we need to take care yeah. of our vessels and, and working out yeah yeah and, and staying healthy because our our vessels are important and it's it plays a part in spiritual warfare but anyway so i was i was just so exhausted i i could not and uh the holy spirit said to me he said just point just point at the demon wherever you see them and the angel will do the rest because he knew I was tired <laughs> and so I was like okay so I did it and literally that an angel came and squared off with the demon and they left and I was like praise God because I just did not have it in me to bind and rebuke and all of that so that that was pretty cool those times amen amen and uh, the, the, so that so God sends the angels to direct us or to warn us. So we get direction and warning from angels. Like in Acts chapter 1, verse 10 to 11, it says, And while he looked steadfast toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men, talking about Jesus when he, was, when he ascended, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, shall come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So he was telling them, and he was getting them, he was letting them understand that don't be so focused on Jesus going up because he's coming back. What are we here to do before he comes back? So it's, it's I'm going to have to focus on what he called us and commanded us to do before he comes back. And understanding this, that we all are human beings and we're fighting, you know, interdimensional beings. We're fighting demonic beings. We're fighting, you know, fallen beings. Mm -hmm. But God has given us help. He's given us angelic help. He's given us warring angel help. He's given us seraphim help. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and uh, 
that example I gave earlier about the man coming in the store and disappearing, he gave me direction. God is sending you to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And I didn't even catch it then. God is sending you, sent. Sent one is apostolic. Mm-hmm. But then also, I had, a, I had a night vision, and there was a child, and there was this demon tormenting to this little girl. And in this vision, this night vision, I saw the demon. I walked up, and I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And he looked at me and he started fleeing. So I took off behind him. And I was just binding and rebuking. You better not ever come to that little girl again. And little, little did we know, little did I know then that God will be uh, calling me and my wife to help out. And it really hadn't come to full fruition yet, but it started helping out with children, uh, children trafficking. Mm-hmm. You know, helping to uh, pray and see, see children delivered and all that kind of stuff. So little did I know back then, that's what that was symbolic of. But also, as I was after this demon rebuking him and all that kind of stuff, the demon stopped, so I stopped. And he looked up, so I looked up. Then all of a sudden, he said, Phew! he shot out of sight like a bolt of lightning. Right, that's how I felt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so when I looked up, I saw this this i can't even i can't even really put it into words this huge this majestic angel coming down if this plant was me it was coming down like this wings spread out this way coming down like this and then lighted in front of me then touched the ground but just stood there and this angel has so much of the glory of god on him that i don't know if you ever had pop rocks you eat pop rock you feel a popping in your mouth that's how the atmosphere was the atmosphere was so thick that it held me up i could barely even stand before this angel but the atmosphere was so thick and so alive the glory of god had held me up so this angel said to me, and I'm going to describe a little bit of what he looks like. I believe he was a, 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 a maybe a cherub, I don't, know, I don't know. But he had the head of a lion. He had the head of a lion. His eyes, his eyes, it was like he had a silver, his pupil was silver, but the, the inside was like gold. He had on this, 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 this beautiful garment. And it was like long, and it and it was like trimmed with gold, and it's like he the, the like the skirt of it was pleated, but the but there was gold inside the pleats. But here's the here's the thing, it wasn't like he had on a robe. Robe. It was a part of his body. You can tell it was a part of his body, and he was so huge. His his wings was massive. He was so huge, and he said to me, "Fear not." He said, I am with you. And the Lord sent him. He said, I am with you, and I'll be with you wherever you go, so do not be afraid. That's what he said to me. And then he continued to talk to me, but in this night vision, I was dreaming, I saw myself being pulled backwards, backwards. And, and there was more and more distance between the angel talking to me. I still see the angel talking to me. I still hear it, see his mouth move, but I can't hear him because I'm being pulled backwards. Then all of a sudden, I woke up. So, and let me tell you something. You don't have to see an angel like that to to no longer be afraid, but I'm telling you, even though you don't see them, they're there. Yeah. And after that, I never feared again, never feared the enemy again. Never feared the enemy again. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying if you don't see and you don't fear, 
the more blessed are you because you believe and not, had not seen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So don't go chasing this stuff. Right. So, um, and then again, you, you, you shared about the angel that came to warn us what yeah. was going to happen the next day in, in Savannah. In Savannah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And surely what he said came to pass. The enemy tried to set us up, brought some folks in, mm-hmm. and we were able to maneuver around it because of the warning of the yeah. angel. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. All right, we got two more categories. We're going to talk about uh, even experiencing the manifestation of a fallen angel or evil entity. You want to take that? Um, sure. Uh, where do I start? No. <laughs> this is not a complete list. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, from the beginning, even before giving my life to the Lord, like the gift, the gifts are without repentance. So I, I was able to see in the spirit realm and the supernatural realm, um, even before giving life to, giving my life to the Lord. But when I did give my life to the Lord, that's when, you know, basically went into spiritual boot camp mm-hmm. and just really the Lord began to give me instruction and have me war against um, these evil spirits and demons and whatnot. As far as far- fallen angels, uh, one in particular that I saw uh, back when I was still living at home in Covington, he appeared, and he was very handsome, extremely ha- uncomfortably handsome, and he was wearing a, a military type uniform because he had his medals on, and I mean there was this like magnetic draw to him. I never experienced it before, and I've never experienced it since. Until me. Um. (laughs) 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 No, because this was demonic. Right, no, one listen. Um, (laughs) But it was this force that was pulling me into him. And, I mean, it took everything in me to look away. That's how strong it was. And, um, yeah, so I definitely saw him. Uh, I, I believe he, he, he is uh, high-ranking. Very high-ranking fallen angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you I, said something about his hair? Uh, it, he reminded me of one of the Disney princes. He had, uh, like, a golden brown, like, shoulder-length hair. It was, like, flowing in the wind, like. But there was no wind. There was no wind, Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there's the, I've I've seen so many different principalities, fallen angels. I I've seen like gargoyle looking type beings. I remember that day because you called me. This was early in your salvation. Mm-hmm. You called me and you was like, uh, Apostle. I just saw a gargoyle, a huge gargoyle, mm-hmm. sca- scamper up your wall. Yeah. But just right. It, it was be- the size of a grown man, like six foot, seven foot man, like running up my wall. But he had like these bat wings that spanned like the almost. He was huge. He spanned like the whole wall right. in my room, in my bedroom, and he had like 
uh, his skin was like reptile type skin and he mm. had a tail like a lizard. And you remember what was so interesting about that when you told me? You I, said you... I, right before she called, I saw the same thing scurrying up my wall, but it was this big. It was this big. Maybe six inches tall. And I believe it was the same being. But how she saw it and how I saw it was based upon our maturity and growth in Christ. Right. And that's what I was saying earlier on. When you subject yourself to these beings, then now they're no longer beneath you, but they're over you and Lord over you. But just like how you, you were already seated in heavenly places. So think about it. When you're in an airplane and you're high up, high altitude up, you're looking down and the cars look like ants. You know, but mm -hmm. that's not the size that they really are. Right. But it's just the perspective exactly. of it um, from a different level. So right. definitely. Right. Amen. And and for me, I remember praying um, again some years ago, and I was just really warring in the spirit. And I and I saw out of my peripheral vision an entity standing against the wall as it it was sent to look at me to see who I was. It had the head of a goat, and that's all I'm saying. It had the head of a goat, and it was standing against my wall, draped in all black. And so when it saw that I saw him, when I turned and saw him, it disappeared. But I still felt its presence there. So I went up to where it was face to face, and I started rebuking him. Bind, you have no place here. I rebuke, I command you to leave now and in Jesus' name. Now here's the interesting thing about that. And my wife and I, course of study and research, and then also confirmation from people who used to be involved in the satanic system and know about these different things that they went through and seen. It gave, I blew my mind, gave clear confirmation that being or the entity that I saw and the angel Raphael, they're part of the same quadrant. But this evil entity I saw is a, is a demonic general. And Raphael is one of the uh, generals of the four quadrants mm -hmm. of the heavenly beings. They, it's like you have the evil, and you have the you have the the good, and you have the evil. Put right. as a part of the same quadrant, but based upon the people, it shows who rules or it shows who have the upper hand in in the warfare. Right. So we're talking about the principality. So right. that quadrant or principality, that region, it has a, a a holy angel and a fallen angel over it. But which which one will the people uh, submit themselves to? Right, and which one will be strengthened by the people? Whether the, the witches and warlock pray more than the saints, which means that if they do, then that, that demonic principality has more power in that region to do what it wants because the uh, evil in the region, but if the saints will humble ourselves and we pray, seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, he will hear from heaven. He will release the angels and heal our land. Yeah, and so when I say submit ourselves, I mean I'm saying submitting ourselves to our Holy Father, right. uh, submitting ourselves to Jesus, and then at that point, then the holy angels have charge over us and that region to do what the will of the Father is. But if we submit ourselves, if we don't submit ourselves to our heavenly Father, and um, at that point now we're submitting ourselves to the god of this world who is satan and so now his generals have that legal right to to move and to to invoke chaos uh fear 
poverty, um, drugs, all these things right. um, in, in those areas. Right. So if we as believers, we pray, angels are dispatched and released. As a non-believer or as a believer that doesn't pray, that still gives the advantage to the enemy because his people are praying. They up all night praying. Mm -hmm. The enemy wake us up in the middle of the night. We too lazy to get up and pray. Right. Most times. Right. It's 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 literal war. It so is. just like how I was saying, you know, as a babe in Christ being thrust into spiritual warfare, well, what does that mean? It means there's a a witch, a warlock, a high priest, high priestess that is literally invoking spells, incantations, summoning demons for the will of Satan in whichever region. And so in my region, they were doing that. And they were trying to invoke demons through a door or a portal that the Lord literally purposely put us in that area so that I could be a watchman there. So I'm seeing this door open. I'm seeing demons on the other side waiting to come through. Why? Because these witches, warlocks, whoever, are summoning them. And so now when I rebuke them, close the portal, what do you think? You think they're just going to be like, oh, oh, well, it didn't work. No, they will continue all night long. And so now I'm here binding, rebuking, closing doors, contending with witches, astral projecting into my room. Now I'm contending with them and the demon that's, you know, empowering them to do these things. So this is this is the back and forth that I'm talking about all night long. And then I still had to get up to be at work at 730. So I was exhausted. This went on for a couple few years. Mm-hmm. two to three years it went on it was every night it was persistent it was consistent now there were some high times you know they have certain times of the year where it's it ramps up so halloween winter solstice christmas yeah easter, easter. yeah so those time of, of year it's like elevated but um for you said elevated or elevated <laughs> elevated okay because so i heard like, elevated <laughs> so um yeah so that's that's why i was saying i was so worn out i'm a babe in christ and i'm and i'm doing you know so i was exhausted but then for the lord like just point you know he's so gracious he's mm-hmm. never gonna put more on us than we can bear but right. yeah so that's that's basically what i'm what i'm talking about so it's not just like oh uh, you know I don't know. I don't know what people think when when we say uh, spiritual warfare, but that's what I'm talking about. Right. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Which leads us into our last part. Um, um, angels sent to do battle alongside of us and for us. But I, you know, I know you have something here that you want to talk about. The uh, principality on the horse with a shield of a dragon or whatever like that. Oh yeah, there was a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, this we were still in Decula. I woke up in the middle of the night and I woke up to this eye staring at me. And I was like this big. It it was like on the side uh like the wall was right here. We had a we had a window right here and I seen this eye staring at me. And 
it was a dragon. When I could really, when I really stared at it and got a good look at it, it was a dragon. It was crouching down to get to eye level with me so that it could, it could show me that it sees me. Intimidation. Um, same thing. There was a uh, principality, uh, fallen angel, maybe, um, that appeared in our, in our room as well. And I say that loosely because sometimes it just, it really depends. Sometimes these things will come in our room to intimidate or to, uh, you know, to crouch, to, to see whatever, to try to... Uh, so they find an opening? Or... Yeah, try to find an opening, but also to try to uh, put things on us, like to hinder us and, and that. But there's other times where the Lord will like literally open it up for me to see into another place so into another realm yeah into another realm into another whatever but anyway so this principality appeared in the room on this large horse and um he was holding a shield and on the shield there was a dragon so i knew who were what side he was on so anyway but the the main thing is if they cannot convert you to um, to work for Satan, they will intimidate you. And that's all all of that was. Right. Or try. Yeah, they'll try to intimidate you, try to f scare you. Um, but no, you just rebuke them in Jesus' name, and they have to go, and they always do. Right, right. Um, it was years ago. I was, I was not newly saved, but I was probably saved maybe six, seven years. And um, I had this dream, night vision, vision. I don't know what it was. I was standing in my living room. We had like a patio door. I was living with my sister then. And on the other side of the door, on the outside of the door was a clown. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Clowns ain't just people with makeup on. The clowns are demonic. They're actually entities that are clowns. And that's why they want people to dress like them. They want to draw the children. But anyway, so I saw this clown standing in front of me. So I repointed at it and I rebuked it in Jesus' name and it left. So then I remember um, somebody knocked on the door and, and, and it was like a second floor area. So I opened the door and um, it was a beautiful woman standing there, you know, cladly dressed. It was, you know, scandalous. And so I heard the Holy Spirit say, that's that clown. So I pointed at it and rebuked it in the name of Jesus. It became a clown again. But as I rebuked it in Jesus' name, I saw swords and, and swords of fire, you know, swinging at him. And he was just like dodging and running and almost like slipping and sliding and run and ran. So God has given his angels to do battle concerning us, mm -hmm. to do battle concerning us. And we have so many other stories. I'm telling you, yeah. this stuff, yeah. listen. This stuff is so true. This stuff is so real. And and just to, uh, for our last story, um, well, well, two more. I remember years ago when, when like what you were just saying, closing the portal and the door opening and you closing and the witches manifesting and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I, I vaguely remember you talking about seeing a, a demonic force or, or an angel squaring up like they were going to fight. Yeah, I was actually surrounded by demons 
and the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. I just learned it. Mm. And oh, you just received it. I just received it, I mean, and I just, I didn't know how to really do it, and it was still kind of weird to me, but he prompted me to do that. And so I was like, okay, so I did it, and it sounded weird, but I was doing it, and as I did it, I saw angels appear, and they begin to square off with the demons that were in my room. And um, I, I saw these bars in my walls um, that appeared and literally sucked the demons behind the bars. But when I stopped praying in the spirit, the bars disappeared and they were able to come back. So from that point on, I pray in the spirit every time I think about it, every night, every right, right. <laughs> because I, I understand from seeing that I'm understanding, wow, there's things actually happening when I'm doing this. So. Right. And, and about maybe two weeks ago, I was going to bed. I, I mean, I felt so awful. I felt so awful. I did not feel good at all. And, but I knew I was under attack. I knew my body was under attack. And um, so I just, I got into bed and ended up going to sleep. And my wife, she could take it from there. You know what time I'm talking about? What? When I went to, when I went to about. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Okay. So like, let me tell y'all something about my wife. She ain't going to lie for nobody. Now, if, if she don't remember what uh, I'm saying, she going to be like, I don't remember that in front of the whole world. So listen. I think I, because, and I say that because, I mean, I it's know. been pretty busy couple of weeks. So I'm trying to remember exactly what incident you're talking about. The one about. the force field or whatever. <sighs> Okay, so you were asleep. Okay, right, right, right. So you no, were you fell asleep. Right, you you were asleep. I woke up and I saw um, a few demonic. I saw a demon. I saw a person. A few people, astral projecting, standing over you. I think they were speaking something over you, and so I was like, shoot, I let me wake you up so that you can help. And the Holy Spirit said, no, don't worry about it. We got it. Okay, we got it then. Yeah, you say, said, let me sleep. Yeah, let him sleep. Because I needed it. Yeah, I didn't realize that he was up prior to that and had just fallen asleep. Yeah. This was in the wee hours of the morning. And so, um, yeah, so I started to rebuke and bind and all of that. And was that the same time? That yeah. was a different time? No, that's the same time when you said that... Uh, it was something that was angry and tried to shoot something at, at, at us. And then, you know, like the Holy Spirit blocked it with a force field or something. Yeah, like I said, it, there's been so much other stuff that's happened since. I really should write this down. But anyway, yeah. Oh, in this, the corner in this, there was something there. Okay, right. This time. Where, right, where the mirror demonic was. demonic force where the mirror was because heads up, a mirror is actually... A, a portal they can, or they, can be used they as a can portal. be used they can use it as a portal and yeah. they travel through those um so just you know not saying that you need to get rid of all your mirrors but it is a point of access for them so anyway um it was right by our mirror and it was it was throwing something at us um and uh all of a sudden this force i saw this force field come up um but even after that there was some, I heard something. It, it, I might have went to sleep and woke back up again. Because uh, like I said, it's an on, ongoing thing through, throughout the night sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. And so I heard this thud 
against the house. But we're on the second floor. So I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so I heard a thud and I was like, hey, wake up. Did you hear that? And he's like, what, huh, what? And, but before I woke him up, I heard the thud and there, there was this light that shined in the, in the, through the window real quick and it was gone. And so I was like, wake up. <laughs> Did you hear that? Right. I didn't hear it, but I, I, got, I woke up and I, and I went through the house. I was looking through the house to make sure that I, none of the doors was ajar, none of the windows were smashed, uh, nobody was on the outside of the house and all that kind of stuff. You know, in uh, certain areas, they'd be picked up on a ring light anyway. Yeah. So we would have got you. Yeah. But, you know, just to make sure everything was good naturally. And um, so I got in the bed, got back in the bed, not told that anything was good, secure, you know. But I, I knew it wasn't natural, but I just have to be diligent naturally just, just to make sure. Yeah. And so I got in the bed, and I was just praying. I was just praying in the spirit. And I was, I'm facing this way, laying in the bed, kind of like this, and I'm praying. And I see over here this being, this tall being, standing right here, like right at the right-hand bottom foot of the bed, right-hand at the foot of the bed. And I, and there was an angel, a huge angel, a huge angel. And uh, I believe it was the same angel I saw in the vision and the same angel I saw at, you know, pointing to my, one of the angels that was pointing to my car. Um, and, and I believe he would just show it there to let me know that he got it, everything good. And, and what I want to do is, uh, for those who are watching, I want to post uh, a picture. I was working years ago, and, and after I had had these two visions, they were years apart, the vision of Raphael coming, and the vision uh, of the experience of Raphael coming through my ceiling, and, uh, and the vision of this huge angel that told me not to be afraid because he'll be with me. And he, wherever I go, he'll be there. So maybe a couple years after that, I was just saying, Lord, but I was just making that up, or was I imagining that? Did that really happen? You know, it's interesting you say that, or bring that back up, because I was at, last night, there was stuff going on in the room, and even the other night when I was telling you about what was going on in the room, and there was these lion-looking, like, men that I saw. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, because, listen, y'all, we, we look, we ain't gonna make this stuff up. We ain't trying to ask for this stuff. A lot of this stuff is happening with y'all. Y'all don't know. Y'all just get agitated, frustrated, depressed, or whatever, but you can't see in the realm of the spirit. That's why, by faith, when we feel these things, we got to rebuke them because us feeling it is our senses or discernment kicking in, saying, Hey, something ain't right here. So don't take it on yourself like you angry or you mad or, or you depressed. Rebuke whatever is there. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I, I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, did that really, really happen? Or was I that is that my figment of my imagination? So at that time I was a graphic designer and I was running a sign company. And so I was about to do some graphics on the vehicle, uh a vehicle wrap. And so I went outside to a customer bought this vehicle. So it was a gloomy day, cloudy day. It didn't rain, but it was very gloomy and cloudy. It was no sun whatsoever. So I went outside with the camera and I took pictures of the vehicle. You know, I ain't thinking nothing of it. And I came in and I, and I had another graphic design that was sitting beside me. So I plugged the cord into the computer, pulled up the pictures, 
and and my the guy that was sitting beside me, he scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I thought he saw a rattle or a big cockroach. Or I didn't know what he saw. He's like, Ron, Ron, and I'm like, what, what, what? And I'm looking. He said, look, is that the your, your picture? You got an angel in it. And then when I look, he said it scared the mess out of him when he saw it. When I looked, I was like, oh my god. It was a shaft of light. You could see either arms or wings out the side, but it was huge, which was the size of the angel I saw. So we're going to post it on, online on the YouTube feed, um, the picture of the angel. And I also want to pick uh, the, the I, I kind of like this, some enhancements on it to show the difference between the sky, the angel, the light, and everything. If you could post both of those pictures up. Uh, so that people can see this stuff is real, y'all. We're not making this stuff up. We don't ask for this stuff. This is just what it is. You have to understand we are inheritors of the kingdom of God. We are heirs to God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. This stuff is happening all around us all the time. All of us don't see it. All of us don't need to see it. You know, however, we all need to know and believe and see by faith. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. So that the will of God will be done. You are not by yourself, man of God. Yeah. Even if anybody left you and you still following Jesus, you're not by yourself. Not only is God with you, but his heavenly host is with you. Woman of God, you're not alone. You're not losing this battle. I, 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 I just charge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you arise in faith and confidence in God, our Savior, because he has sent help. He sent his Holy Spirit to help you and he sent his host, heavenly host to help you. Fear not, because yeah. he is with you, and the host of heaven is with you. The cloud of uh, witnesses are with you. All of heaven, your, your, your people that have gone before us, they are all with us. Let's stand and fight this good fight of faith in Jesus' name. Yeah, and you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. I, you know, there's, I don't remember now, and I was just talking to the Lord about it this morning. I was like, why don't I remember to get my camera, to get my, you know, phone and take pictures when I see these things? Because in the beginning, when I was, you know, a babe in Christ and I was terrified, I remembered for some reason. And I would take pictures whenever I and, would see things. And things would be caught on camera. Yeah. So this stuff is real. Un, unenhanced, <laughs> unchanged. So, see, he's going to post a picture, the raw picture. He's going to post a picture I enhanced and did some, uh, what do you call it, um, I don't know, some type of stuff just to, 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 to separate colors so that you can see you know different things but um this stuff is real yeah my wife and, and i and i believe she's a seer and a seer is not a psychic a seer is is not somebody that do necromancy or anything a seer is a prophet right she was she was a, before she became an apostle she was a seer a, a prophet still is just like i'm still a prophet but um so as a seer, when she took pictures, we actually saw things, demons in the pictures. Mm -hmm. Literally, not, not, like let me. Literal, like, uh, details of the faces, the eyes, the expressions they were making. Right, right, right. So, so, this, so this stuff is real. So what I'm saying is you up against things, we're up against things that are invisible. But Jesus gave us power over all the power of the enemy. Stand in faith. Exercise your power. Bind and rebuke whatever's there. Like I like what um, Ellie Marzulli says. If you don't know who he is, he, he, he exposes a lot of stuff. I would check him out. Ellie Marzulli said, rebuke first, ask questions later. Don't go investigate and rebuke first. <laughs> right. 
Amen. And I think that's why, like, I'm not getting my, you know, my phone to take pictures now because I'm like, look, you got to go. Gotta like, go. it's a right away thing. I'm, you know, I'll try and see what it is, but that's just a few seconds. Okay, you got to go. Whereas Amen. before, I was like trying to figure out what is this? What's going on? Let me get my camera. Like, <laughs> right. And, and, but if you look at the horror pictures, they want us to be scared. But you have no reason to fear. No matter what happens, no matter what comes against you, you have power over it in Jesus' name. And once you stand in faith and decree, rebuke, bind, and all those things, the Bible says that angels, they excel in strength, hearing, hearkening to the voice of the word of God that you're speaking. So we just wanted to encourage you with that. We pray that you learn something from it and that you are built up, that you are strengthened. Empowered. And and, and we rebuke fear in Jesus' name. We rebuke fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's not giving you a bondage again to fear, but he gives you power, love, and you're not crazy. Yes, amen. We love you. God bless you. If you have any questions, just go ahead and drop us a question in the email. You'll get that at the end. But we want to let you know that we love you. And yes. Can you close a prayer for us? Sure. Thank you, Lord, for uh, what you've revealed today, Lord. We just we continue to, to seek you, Lord. Father, we want to we want to know you more. Jesus, we, we want to go deeper into into knowing you, into loving you, into receiving all that you are to us. Um, we we do not seek after angels we do not seek after these things but we choose to seek after you and you alone and we uh choose to be more um uh, what is it more sensitive to you holy spirit to hear you to hear the wisdom to hear the instruction and to follow it it's 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 one thing to hear you but to follow, to obey, to be obedient, to be yes. willing and obedient. We choose to be willing and obedient vessels to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus Amen. Name. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Uh, love if, you guys. If you uh, don't have a place, a home church, you can join us in um, Global City of Refuge. On, we, we broadcast live on Sunday mornings at mm-hmm. 1030 and Wednesday nights at 730. Global City of Refuge on YouTube. Those who are listening to us via um, on the uh, podcast, but this is our Godcast, but on the different podcast platforms, that's where you can find us. Listen, we love you. We want God's perfect will done in your life. We want the best for you. Be strong and only courageous, and God will give you the land. Love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Spiritual Matters. Tune into new episodes every other Friday. Have any questions? Comment below or email us at info at globalcore.org. That's info at globalcor.org.